Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of A Better Father. So, one of the things that I wanted to pick up on, and this is uh, more in line with the parenting divorce uh, side of things and has to do with the big reason why I let Season 1 go, at least for now, or took it down. Um, so, talking with my buddy on the 23rd, which I referenced a couple of podcasts ago, he had mentioned that you could hear the influence my ex was having on the things I was saying and the way I was talking about things with my daughter and everything. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I, what I tried to do is, again, to his point, hearing all the frustration and hurt and sadness and anger and blah, 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 the first season was one of the reasons he thought I should keep it up. But having him tell me that you can hear that influence in there there's a lot of things and complications and you know it wasn't just like two people who couldn't get along it's not just somebody who cheated on somebody else and you know just disappeared for six years or whatever it's not it's not just kind of these like core things it's literally breaking it down to where we're at are two people with two complete opposing thoughts that that are trying to raise a child that couldn't do it to get it's very complicated and I, there are days like when I think about it I, my brain just doesn't wrap around it to be honest with you and I try to figure out my piece and my part in it and where it's at and so through my readings and understandings and calming down and getting away from this person and I have to deal with them on a daily basis or in any way shape or form except for pickups and drop-offs is complete and total BS because I have to deal with her every day all day in some way shape or form with my daughter's sleep how she eats what's going on in her head things she's hearing saying telling me and so those influences are there the piece of that is one not getting so angry and upset about it or realizing what it is I can do and yeah, when you're living in it, it's hard. Or when you're being directly threatened or hurt or whatever by a person, then yeah, your reactions are different. Again, I wish I was reading Lives of the Stoics and kind of stumbled onto all this stuff in a better way sooner because it probably honestly would have helped. But, you know, if you go off the theory or philosophy that everything kind of comes when you're ready for it or you need it or the universe provides or whatever you want to say or do... A lifetime of my trying to read and learn and be better I never and this is not a, a brag by any stretch I just never had to learn to be a better boyfriend or husband because I just took off running whenever things got bad or whenever I decided like you deserve better than me so you should probably go before you realize I'm a piece of shit and I'm not going down a self-deprecating hole here but it was just I never put myself in the position to say okay let's stick this out and let's figure this out. And then I just had some really good relationships or a really good relationship that didn't work out for whatever reason. But I really tried to work at it and be there. So when I thought, when I had something else, an external motivator, which would be my daughter, pushing me towards trying to figure something out, I didn't have the tools at all to do it. And it was so much just like a person who didn't turn out to be who they thought they were it's like you're arguing and fighting with a stranger while looking at this person you thought you knew and 
and you just like it just there was nothing there for me to grab onto and just like some of the horrible things that were said I'm just like who I mean I can literally remember times I'm just like who are you like where did that come from like what like just craziness and so so now as these things get talked about or as they get referenced that's there because my daughter is hearing these things and it's a direct I mean literally polar opposites of each other like magnets that can't go together because they're going to be nothing we agree on I mean like two people who should never have had a child together had a child together and I know there's probably tons of examples of this but for me I have never met two people who more should not have had a child together who did and then it was fine for a few years because she was gone and I just raised our daughter the way I could try to figure out how to do on a daily basis because that was that was it and so so to my friend's point and what I wanted to kind of reference is yes that that's there it's just the way I try to talk about it or reference it or not directly talk about it or reference it is because it's an understanding of finding a place where being angry or, or upset or lashing out or venting in some way shape or form and this can apply to anybody who's listening that's not in this situation or whatever and just loves the sound of my voice um that that these <laughs> that it, it the anger and the hurt and the pain doesn't do anything for my daughter and um having to navigate this with her is the more the more i read and the more i put this stuff ingest this information in these books and these poems and and these podcasts it's i i'm an example and I can't be perfect. I won't ever be perfect, which I will reference in just a second. But she, I, like I just talked about in the other podcast, she saw me writing in my book. And that was, again, another point of contention between the ex and I, is I never wanted to put any type of negative feelings around books with my daughter. I never wanted to use books against her. I never wanted to say, you couldn't do this with a book, or I'm going to take that book away, or somehow punish her. Because when I was a kid, and again, my parenting is based off what I know. And what I knew is if my mom tried to take something away, I was just like, fine, take it. You can have it. I don't need it. That's why I don't like video games today because I got a Nintendo and then my punishment was to get a Nintendo taken away. And I'm just like, then I guess I just don't like her play video games anymore. And it was very frustrating for my mom because she would always try to punish me and there was nothing she could do to punish me because I just, I just wouldn't do that thing. And she ran into a similar thing where I wasn't a good reader I could tell you the story of how she got me to read, but she eventually tricked me into reading. And then the thing that I love, she spent years trying to get me to do. And the one thing she could take away from me, she wouldn't because I'm not going to say you can't read like, and that's, that's where that influence came. So I didn't, and I draw and write in books and make notes and whatever. And so like, I remember getting upset at my daughter once because she was ripping a page out of her book. I was driving the car home. We were coming back from the library. It wasn't a library book. That was one thing I did establish is these are library books. We have to be careful with these. We can't blah, blah, blah. Your books, I don't give a shot what you do with them. Those are your books. They're your property. Just surround yourself with books and learn to love them however you can. I mean, I've cut up comic books and made collages out of them. I've put them in art. I've 
cut them out and trace them to try to like practice drawing. I mean, you name it. I've destroyed comics, graphic novels, books, whatever for loving books and wanting to like use them in a creative way or express myself in them. I mean, like if I'd get sad or depressed in high school, which, you know, probably at some point cut off thousands of dollars, but I would literally just sit and like cut up comics and make collages and stuff. And it just calmed me. It made me feel better. I love the art. And it was just a zone and a space to be. I mean, I literally at one point had like a shoebox just full of cut up artwork. I might still have some of it somewhere, but it was just cut, 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 cut. I mean, like Jim Lee artwork and stuff and just craziness. So, but anyway, so like the ex was, you know, she can't do that to a book. She has to be careful. She has to respect them, blah, blah, blah. And just, there was no meeting in that middle because I wasn't going to get her to understand where I was coming from or why I was feeling that way. And she, or she just wasn't going to care. And I, I wasn't going to use books against her. And I wasn't, I couldn't see a situation where, where it was bad for her to rip up a book, to play with it more. It just didn't make sense to me. And again, that could be a bigger discussion. I could be wrong, but she loves books to this day and we'll just sit and read. And she's destroyed plenty of, like I have, I think I've said this before, but I had the hardcover graphic novel collect or uh, bound edition for $150, Kelvin and Hobbs, which she has destroyed. I mean, just destroyed it. But she loves it, and she continues to read it. And I just, literally, she's like, Dad, where's the Kelvin and Hobbs? And I have to go find it and drop this just 20-pound book on her lap. And she just sits there and reads and eats berries. And it's just, it's amazing. And I was just like, so, I don't feel like I was wrong. I don't feel like, and I, you know, nobody's perfect. There were times I was like, no story time today. I was like, Dad did not mean that. <laughs> like, God, I got frustrated and I said something I shouldn't. I will never use books against you. And I've even told her at one point, like I've actually probably reiterated it, but if I ever try to say you can't get a story or anything, remind me that's not true because I just, I never, ever want to put any negative feelings around books. And I struggled with reading. So, you know, again, who I am, what influenced me and what wasn't, what my mom had to work to give me is the better way to say that. I was able to put into my daughter's life from the start. I mean, I used to sit and read her uh, Emily Dickinson poems and she was just like this little turtle baby laying on the ground. I would just sit in the chair while she was just like on the ground, like turtle baby in and up. And I would just read her Emily Dickinson poems. I had no idea why. I didn't read anywhere that reading Emily Dickinson was good, but I know reading poetry is good. I know expanding your brain is good. I know reading is good. And Emily Dickinson, I had this giant collection of Emily Dickinson poems. I just sat there and read them to her. Or there are times I'd read comic books and stuff out loud. It was just, she was there and instead of the TV, and I had read at one point that our voices are what kids respond to, what stimulates their brain, what activates and creates the neural connections in their brain are our voices. Even doing it on FaceTime and stuff doesn't have the same effect. And TV definitely doesn't. It just doesn't register and it doesn't go in the same way. They don't fully understand. At least last time I read, they didn't fully understand the science and stuff behind it. But the resonance of our voice, us being in front of them and us doing this stuff. So anyway just a slight example of this so now today i mean food sleep brushing teeth um play clothes just everything zero things that we agree upon i mean like even the care and safety of our daughter is in conflict based on our views of food and sleep and all these things so if somebody said do you want your daughter to be healthy and okay we would both say yes and then we would tell you exact opposites of what that is. <laughs> like, so even if we could find that one piece to agree on, it would be complete opposites of how to accomplish this feat. 
So I just wanted to talk about that one because it was on my mind from the thing. One, I definitely wanted to address parenting and and talk a little bit more about the better father side of this because it's coming to the terms of there's no good that's going to come from my being angry. And it took a while to get there. So yes, when I talk about my daughter, yes, when I'm saying these things, those influence are there. They're going to be there for a really long time. And eventually... And I've tried to see it as a positive because, one, she's not living, she doesn't have both of us under the same roof, which, again, I used to be totally against divorce. I stayed in that situation five minutes past the point I knew not to. I just, I was making choices based on my daughter, which I don't disagree with them, and I got to raise her for six years and blah, 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 blah. But what really resonates is I came to see divorce as an absolutely good good outcome because my daughter was never going to see me she was never going to see somebody be loved that she respected she wasn't seeing her mom hugged she wasn't seeing how she should be treated as as a person as a female she just wasn't getting that and you know my hope is that she's going to see her father treat a female well and know that okay that's what love looks like not oh you're supposed to sleep in bed separate bedrooms and hate each other so I, once I got there, I was able to kind of start, which again, it took me a while because of my childhood and stuff, but then it's like, okay, so now that I've gotten here, what's the next? And the next is my daughter is being brought up with literally two opposing views on everything. And even if they're not opposing, they're different paths or thought processes within trying to get somewhere or whatever, and which I'll say an example in just a second, but I've seen, started to see it as a positive that if I can say it correctly, if I can find the right the right context, the right words, the right, right phasing, phrasing, sorry, phasing, <laughs> zapped her with a Star Trek blaster, um, phrasing is that she's going to, like nobody's ever going to agree on anything. And being in that contentious house with all that stress and animosity and crappiness and seeing her father treated that way was going was doing more damage than it would have been putting her through a divorce and now I can say things to her in a way that these are two differing opinions and what are your like here's my thoughts on what you were just told me you were told and there are certain things like she shouldn't hear yet or I can't say yet because like we have to speak in certain ways or I can't like rock the the boat and have to talk at a kid appropriate level where there are different things I would say to her or things I would like to teach her or inform her of that I think are okay to say but like she referred to her vagina as a butt for way too long because like the ex and her mom like it was like that's what they kept calling it I was like that's not a butt (laughs) like the kid should know at this point like it's it's enough then finally I just said it one day and got a crappy look and became a thing and blah 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 but eventually it's just like okay this is crazy so Anyway, sorry, side story. But it's like, okay, so here's two people you care about with completely opposite opinions on everything. And now, how can I say this in a way that doesn't negate what it is you're hearing from the other side, gives you my opinion, and then hopefully say it in a way that allows her to see what it is that agrees with what she would think or what her thought process is or what she would come to be or what she would logically conclude. And so one, it's made me better. 
because now it's like, okay, you are going to get exposed to these things. And she's been exposed to a lot of things like, and again, all references. So, but her, one of her friends that we met early on became a best friend, blah, 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 was gluten-free and legit gluten-free. And, you know, that's what her mom was doing. So I saw this as a good thing because one, my mom is gluten-free also for real reasons and, you know, which don't go down that rabbit hole because whatever, but I can't talk about food or anything. I'll get in a fight. Um, but so anyway, so it was like a good thing to me and it made her more empathetic and I could talk to her about it and let her understand like some foods are harmful and this is, you know, she can't eat that way or else it'll make her sick or whatever. And then the first time my daughter used that, it was like, what are you teaching her? I'm like, to be empathetic and know that other people are different. Um, but anyway, see again, just a difference. Um, but anyway, so it's like I can talk to her about these things and say it in a different, better, less angry way. And I can do it all the time. Like it's not, it's not something I get on here and it's like, now let me vent like I did with the first season or here's my pain and just blah, is I just came to understand like, yeah, that's, I can't do anything about it. I can't change it. And if I'm upset or if I'm letting this person anger me, which I think some of these things are definitely bad, but you know, whatever, um, I can't, I can't do anything about it. And so all I can do is have the influence I have is I can be a good example to my daughter, a healthy example to my daughter. I can show her that because of the way I was brought up and the way healthy her 70 year old grandma on my side can still run a half marathon, you know, or her stepdad can still run a half marathon and he's 71, 72 now, 70, somewhere in there. And my mom is 66. Yes. But anyway, they both run nearly daily, get up out of the house. And that's not something that happens on the other side. And so it's just like these choices have consequences and, and you get to choose. You have examples of these things and now you get to choose and if I can say them in a way that hopefully she sees the benefits of you know a healthier lifestyle not eating sugar blah 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 blah, that she will come to these conclusions on her own or make these choices on her own because right now she's a kid and it's like ooh Willy Wonka's blah 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 and then shows up and is trying not to go into rabbit holes here or whatever but the point is and where I started off with this at was to my friend's point yes that's just the nature of my situation, my daughter's situation. And so it, it's, I can't talk about her without having that undertone of this other person being the conflict of my views, thoughts, and ways that I raised my daughter and would like to continue to raise my daughter, but now I have to contest with, which is just sad and broken and ridiculous. But you know, time will tell and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe sugar's not bad. Maybe you don't need all this sleep. Maybe science can get thrown out the window. Who knows? But all I can do is be the example. All I can do is when I reference my daughter, I talk about these things. Do it in a way that's beneficial to me because being angry, hurt, and upset just bleeds over in other ways. And and I, the point that this could be referenced in like your daily life is I did that as a manager too. I would read these books on management and taking care of people and give them what they needed and try to do a better balance or manage their schedules better or do these things for them because that was my job. Like somebody, I always took my maybe too seriously. I don't know. Like sometimes I saw managers and it was just like, oh, you just 
got hired in or whatever, got promoted up from stock boy or something. I don't know, but I've had good managers, bad managers, people. I always took it super seriously. Like you've entrusted me to make you money and pay these people. And if I don't do my job, then they can't feed their kids. So if I'm screwing around, if I'm messing up, if I'm not taking care of you, you're not taking care of me and it just becomes this whole cycle. And so I've always kind of seen this responsibility and taken it with weight and this is going to get long, so I won't go into all the deep dives, but where, where I'm at with all these things. And again, I could rabbit hole, who knows a week from now I could do a podcast where I just flip out and just like, Oh my God, this is what happened. And I need to vent it on here and you should learn from my anger. But I finished reading the lives of the stoic book, um, by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman, which I have referenced recently. And I get to the end, page 307, which is the last actual page of the book. It's conclusion, end of the book. And I have read all of this stuff and gotten so much out of it and so many things I want to talk about, so many quotes I want to reference, so much I could just dig into that would directly relate to what I'm talking about now. And... This sums up mm, the book, my life, my view, and I just get to the end and I was like, oh my God, if I had just read these four words, I would have gotten anything and everything I needed out of this book. Again, very glad I read the whole thing. Highly recommend the whole thing. It's amazing. And there's so many lessons in here. But these four words, I get to the end and it's literally like... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 words after it and the book's done. Not perfection, but progress. And I was just like, that's how I try to parent. That's how I tried to manage. And that's how the person I try to be. And I was horrible at it, which I, again, that could be a whole divorce talk piece of this Better Father podcast that I did of... I just, I was so just hurt and just confused and just lost for so long of just like, I just want to take care of my kid. Leave me alone. Like go back to you being you, whatever. But, and then I gave up being a manager. Well, that's another side story because I stepped on for manager. But anyway, whole side story there. But everything I've tried to do for as long as I can remember without having the words and I finally get the words and I'm just like, Oh, I could have used these words. I would have put these words up on a on a wall somewhere, and that would have been my philosophy. Not perfection, but pro- progress. And I was just talking about my daughter's math and how I wanted her to push herself and do better. And it wasn't about the, the you doing how how many you got right, but it was about you trying and it was about you putting in the effort and slowing down and not rushing through it. That's what matters. That's what you're gonna that's what's gonna benefit you in five, 10, 15, 20 years. Not whether or not you got these questions right on this test or whether or not you answered this thing right on some computer program or whatever, but taking the patience and the time and learning to just breathe and not rush. And two years from now, five years from now, 50 years from now, if if I had been paying better attention over the last eight years, if I'd been paying better attention during the divorce, if I'd been paying better attention during the quote-unquote marriage, like all of these things, if I just slowed down and just took the time to breathe and just seen what was going on or just said, okay, if I could have got sooner to my 
the conclusion that the divorce was the best thing for my daughter instead of being like, what's going on? All of it would have went more smoothly. And I can teach that to my daughter. I don't have to tell her why right now, but I can teach that to my daughter of just slow down. And if you get in an argument with your significant other in 30, 40, 50 years, if you choose to have a significant other, <clears throat> then you hopefully that that taking a breath and learning to step away for a second or learning to say this is going bad <laughs> like we're starting to escalate i'm gonna step out and i'll be back in 10 minutes like and if i come back and we're still not there then i will step out for another 10 minutes and have those conversations i can teach her that and i can teach her that if she can't do that at one point one point hopefully you're with a decent person where you don't have to worry about it like you can be like hey we messed up or whatever but that it's it's not perfection it's progress and we're just gonna keep working at this and we're going to keep building on this but give her those tools so that when she's in calculus in college or she chooses to go to college or whatever which is the side funny story um like whatever that is you have i have helped teach you that because you getting a 60 percent or 100 percent on a math test in second grade i don't believe is going to do anything for you teaching you to slow down and breathe and not rush through it, that's what you're going to learn from regardless of what that test score is. And that's what I can teach you. And then I saw those four words and I was like, I can just, that's what I can say to my daughter. That's what I've been stumbling over. That's why these podcasts are so long is sometimes I just can't stuff in all of these thoughts and views and ramblings into something more concise and shorter, which was a goal of so far of this podcast, which I failed miserably, but was to just make it 10, 12 minutes or whatever. I mean, uh, the Daily Stoke puts out a podcast pretty much Monday through Friday that are like two to four minutes long. And I'm just like, yeah, I would love to do that. Now, there's another podcast I listen to that's like 10 to 12 minutes long every day. It's just a little morning. Here you go. Maybe if I did more of that, I could do this better, work on that. Or maybe I'll start putting out little tidbits of something I've read and just saying, hey, here you go. But um, but I just get so caught up in this. And then somebody says four words and you're just like, that's my life right there and Four words, which is why I love uh, Rupi's poetry book so much, because it's just this like, huh, it's just a sigh of relief to, to see somebody be able to take so few words and say so much. And yeah, that's philosophy and stoicism. And that's progress, not perfection, because that's where I'm at. That's a goal I want to set. That was also the daily stoic 21 new year, new you challenge was to... Uh, figure out something you want to improve on and then work on improving on that. And thanks to this podcast, I just figured out what it's going to be. Probably still have the long ones, but try to get some shorter ones out there and be more concise. So just real quick, because I kind of find it funny in a sad, heartbreaking sort of just two divorced people who should have never have had a child together. But now I have this amazing daughter that I loved and dearly and means the world to me. So it is what it is. But it should have been with somebody else. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. So she was talking, my daughter was talking to me about college. And I, and you know, my worldview, my whatever. <laughs> Until I met your mom, I was doing great. Um, it's, it was, um, I'm trying to figure out how to like say this without getting crazy long. Basically, she was talking to me about college. And I was like, oh yeah, if, you know, that's a, path you choose to take or whatever I mean like yeah like totally and I'm all for college I'm not saying 
don't do college. I'm not saying college is bad. I'm just saying it's your choice and you have a choice. And so I was kind of tired. I was like, yeah, if you choose to go that route, that's the way you want to go. And who knows what college looks like after COVID. I mean, Google's doing things. So it's this whole thing. I almost feel like I've told this story on here before, but, um, so forgive me if I have, but it's also, she's like, well, my mom made it sound like I didn't have a choice. And this is a quote. My mom made it sound like I didn't have a choice that I had to go to college. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, college is not bad. College is good. Right now, statistically speaking, if you just break it down by the number, they still recommend going to college and getting a four-year degree. It's starting to like find that equilibrium point of like, well, is it really worth it? Blah, blah, blah. But it's, yeah, but who knows by the time she's in college if there has been as a college or if it's all just two years or whatever. It's all online in a certificate and I hear you go. Um, my stepbrother makes a crap ton of money on a journeyman's card for an electrician and traveled the world and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's just you, there's just so many more options. And, and again, all for college. Wish I had gone, wish I had focused more, blah, 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 blah. It's not that. It's like I'm not going to force a choice on her or take away her ability to make a choice for herself and it was just that competing headbutting so I had to find a way to say like there is nothing wrong with college but ultimately it's your choice you can't be forced to go to college like and again all for it but I'm not gonna tie you up and throw you in a dorm room if you're just like I'm not doing college and I'd just be like okay that's your choice and just know you're making choices but it's just that difference of just how can I say this? How can I talk about this? Because she's telling me, literally, my mom made it sound like I don't have a choice in this. And I'm just like, well, I'm not going to directly say anything conflicting to that. But I will tell you, it's literally your choice. Um, and there's nothing wrong with going to college. It's awesome. It's great. But you might choose something else or find a different path. All the people that I'm aware of in my orbit of the things I pay attention to are all very successful, make good money, and 90% of them didn't go to college. Like, they put their head downs, they work their butt off, and again, it's a lot of arts and stuff like that, but that seems to be where we're headed anyway. And so there's just options, and I just wanted her to know that. And it's just like, but again, it's that conflict, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I can't say anything bad here, because one, I don't wanna say that to my daughter, and two, I just, it's, it's a valid option but it's one of many. So I don't know. And nobody ever had that talk with me. And so as she gets older, that'll be more to talk about, but also it's fine. You will not be judged by me and you will not be looked at and you will not be told you're messing up your life or anything like that if you make a different option. So anyway, that was just my side funny story. And again, how it's influenced by this other person of just like, well, we're going to disagree on that one too. But she's saying what she's saying and I'm going to try to say it in the way I'm saying it, which leaves it more open to you getting to choose your life. And it, it is your life, ultimately. Whether it's a good choice or a bad choice, you get to make it, and I'm not going to force you. So that's a whole side story. Anyway, so that's it for today. So many things I could be talking about, and so many things I could rabbit hole on, but I already see I went long on this one. So thank you for listening to episode 10 of A Better Father. Thank you for being here for me. I hope this helps. Anybody who's listening, just know like I do this for me because I like to do it. It feels good to do it. I like to put it out into the world. But I really, really hope 
even just one person is getting something out of this or their life is has a, a spark in it or a joy in it or something and know that I'm not like over here happy-go-lucky like really bad days sometimes or these arguments or things but it took and it also took a long time to get here but it also so sorry I'm still rambling but there's the whole thing with a side story about Picasso where a lady came up and said hey could you draw me a sketch and he drew it in like 30 seconds and he hands it to her and said that'll be thirty thousand dollars and she said that took you 30 seconds he said no that took me 30 years so that's that's where I'll leave that philosophical note and um Thank you again. So I hope this, this is helping in some way, shape, or form to even one person. Or even if you found the Rupee Car book, uh, poem book, or the Lives of the Stoic, or you just expanded or read something or took one of the quotes that I talked about or something and got something out of it that, uh, yeah, that it helps. So that's where I'm at. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.